We are glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. I'm Mike Colombo and this is Postscripts. Each week on the show, we discuss news and politics with our news partners at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. We have a special election edition for you this week, and that means some special guests. Joining us in studio to my immediate right is Christopher Ave. He is the national and political editor at The Post. To his right, Chuck Roche. He is the paper's Washington bureau chief, and beside him is the Post-Jefferson City bureau chief, Kurt Erickson. We're excited to have all you with us this morning. Well, it is three days to Election Day, and the Missouri Senate race is being watched closely around the country. And it brought some political heavy hitters to the Show Me State this week. Former Vice President Joe Biden came to the area on behalf of several Democratic candidates, top among them, Senator Claire McCaskill. A report from our Jeff Bernthal on that visit is ahead. And I was in Columbia, Missouri Thursday night as President Trump made the first of two visits to Missouri in the final days before the election. Missouri. I'm thrilled to be back. Feeding off the energy of a packed crowd inside a Columbia, Missouri airport hangar, the president wasted no time getting to the purpose of his trip. In just five days, the people of Missouri are going to retire far-left Democrat Claire McCaskill. But after the first few minutes, Holly McCaskill took a back seat to other items on the president's agenda, like immigration. These are tough people. These are not angels. These are not little angels. These are tough people. And we're not letting them into our country. They're not coming in illegally. 30 minutes and many topics later, Trump's attention returned to the race at hand. But I'm here because I believe in Josh Hawley. And come on up, Josh. Come on. Holly took the stage, then took shots at McCaskill for voting against Trump-nominated Supreme Court justices and her stances on border security Isn't and taxes. An but his most serious charge was connecting his competitor to another female Democrat. Claire McCaskill wanted us to call Hillary Clinton Madam President. Well, well, on November the 6th, because of the leadership of Donald Trump, on November the 6th, we're going to call Claire McCaskill fired. Let's go get it done. And those we spoke with after the rally seemed ready to make that happen. If we could just beat Clara McCaskill here in Missouri, we'll do fine. That's my first time I've ever seen the president live in person. It was better than I expected. Uh, he's larger than life, bigger than what you see on TV. Um, I just think he's in, uh, on the right track. I'm ready to go vote Republican up and down the ballot. All right, and now we are going to introduce a story from Fox 2's Jeff Bernthal. He was here for the Joe Biden visit. My name is Joe Biden and I work for Claire McCaskill. His voice is one Democrats hope will help motivate Missouri voters. Our political opponents are not our enemies. The press is not the enemy of the people. And before we're Democrats, Republicans, or Independents, we are Americans. All of us are Americans. One of the first issues the senator brought up is right to work, an issue Missouri voters overwhelmingly rejected. Josh Hawley and a guy named Eric Greitens, they were part of the Prop A team, got it right through the legislature, got it signed by the governor, and they thought, okay, we're done. Not so fast. Congressional candidate Court Van Ostrin took the stage as well. Health care, another big issue aimed at motivating voters. The senator encouraging supporters to go door to door. We've got to talk to people that we've never talked to before. Ask them if they have a pre-existing condition. 
Ask them about their health care, their Medicare, their Social Security. The former vice president said McCaskill has been a voice willing to work with the other party, something he says is desperately needed in Washington. The only thing strong enough to tear America apart is America itself. And we've seen it start. And we must make it stop now, right now. That's what Tuesday's about. That was our Jeff Bernthal reporting. All right, so you have two candidates with very different styles, and you have two visitors with very different styles. We'll go straight on down the line with your reactions. Well, I mean, I think that uh, both uh, our local candidates benefited from those visits. I mean, I think President Trump clearly is uh, an attractive figure in Missouri. Remember, he won in 2016, he won Missouri by almost 19 points, so still a popular figure. Uh, it looks as if his favorables, unfavorables have sort of stabilized in, in recent weeks, um, generally speaking. So, I mean, I think Josh Hawley clearly has nationalized his campaign, hitched his wagon up to the Trump train. On the other side of it, McCaskill, you know, they don't have a sitting president, but Joe Biden, who may well be a candidate here, believe it or not, in 2020, uh, is about the closest thing you can get. Uh, he was vice president, obviously, with President Obama, and I think he did a good job for McCaskill. So I think in both cases, our candidates got what they needed to get out of these out-of-town visitors. Chuck? You know, Mike, it's interesting seeing those back-to-back, -back, and I'm glad you showed those back-to-back -back because um, uh, I think what you're seeing is a 2018 campaign in which the Republicans are kind of turning to, returning to the 2016 theme. And you saw it with uh, the reference to Hillary, uh, the immigration stuff, which, you know, the president talked about a lot in 2016. And then when Biden comes on the scene, he's talking more about 2020, frankly, and, and, and to some degree that we can do better as a country, which is the case the Democrats, I think, are going to try to make in 2020. And so you saw kind of an interesting role that 2018 is playing between these two presidential elections. Kurt? Yeah, I spent a couple of days on the trail with uh, Josh Hawley this week, and um, uh, the, the, the degree of similarity between what Trump is saying and what Hawley is saying, it's, they, they are on message, very much so, and Hawley is betting that that message that's going to take him to uh, Washington is, is the Trump message. What I found incredibly interesting being at the rally on Thursday night, if you didn't know better, you would have thought that President Trump was running for office, not Josh Hawley, because it truly was about an 80 to 20 percent Trump administration, Trump agenda, Trump successes, and then a little Josh Hawley mixed in here and there. In fact, uh, Missouri Attorney General only spoke for probably about three minutes of what was an hour-long event in Columbia. Uh, I think that's by design. Would you agree? Oh, I, I definitely would agree. And in fact, the president himself has said in Missouri, in a previous visit in Springfield, that if you're voting, vote for me. Um, he said that he actually said that. And, um, and so we've never seen, I don't think in our lifetimes, a president embrace that referendum role uh, like this president has. Usually in their first years after being elected, presidents are, are a little bit resident, res reticent to do that because they know the history of how it comes back on them. Trump has taken it the exact opposite direction and fully embraced that. Yeah. And I think that there is also this element that exists of people saying, okay, we're just going to go with this because it worked once. And while we may not have the name recognition with Josh Hawley, uh, he hasn't been on the scene that long. If it works for Trump, it works for me. Yeah. The, the, uh, uh, the, the difference is going to be 
those people who supported Trump in 2016, whether they're happy with that, whether uh, you know it's a suburban white women who uh, got out for Trump, whether they're going to say, "Whoa, let's let's go the other way." I think the thing that's striking to me, and, and Kurt writes about this at STLToday.com uh, uh, here today, you can see it, uh, is the degree to which. Trump is talking about national issues that don't directly affect Missouri. I mean, he's talking about an invasion of the caravan of, of immigrants coming, of uh, refugees coming through Mexico. They're still, what, 800 miles away from the Texas border. So, you know, if they make it to the Texas border, it's going to be weeks. He's called it a crisis. Uh, Holly's talking about it. Honestly, that doesn't really have uh, a direct impact. The symbolism, though, this idea that we're Americans and we need to secure our borders, this is very appealing to a large swath of the electorate in Missouri, clearly. All right, we're going to pause our discussion there. When Postscripts returns, we're going to continue our discussion about the ever-important Missouri Senate race, taking a look at what both sides think will be their keys to victory. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Postscripts as we continue our special pre-election day coverage. We're going to dive back into the Missouri Senate race with a special focus on the issues. We will start with an interview I did this week with Republican National Committee Chairwoman Rona McDaniel. Then you'll hear from Senator Claire McCaskill who was interviewed by Fox 2's Andy Banker. Mr. Holly joining a lawsuit to overturn Obamacare while also claiming that he supports protections for pre-existing conditions. Is there any concern that this juxtaposition might hurt him with voters in Missouri? I think that's totally in line with where the Republican Party is. Listen, Obamacare took away that patient-doctor relationship and put the hands of medical decisions in the, in the government. Um, and that's not what people want. It's that I am the one who has um, stood at the gate to protect people's uh, rights against insurance companies, including protection for pre-existing conditions. Uh, I think they've watched as Republicans in Congress voted 70 times to get rid of them and frankly never had a replace plan that wouldn't hurt people more than what we have now. We can make what we have now better, but we can't give up the good parts. And I think Missourians get that. We know health care is a top issue in this race. It was really interesting to see health care not really discussed in great detail at all at the Trump rally Thursday night. Well, the reason is because uh, it, it, they think it could be a potentially a losing issue for them. They want to talk about immigration. They want to talk about other things. Frankly, um, the lawsuit that the, the, the attorney general joined in, uh, was a gift to, to, to Claire McCaskill because it allows her to talk about the Affordable Care Act and, the, and the, some of the favorite parts of that act. At her rallies, and I was with her this week for, for three days, and she, she, she asks people to raise, their, you know, to raise their hands if they have pre-existing conditions. And a large number of people in the audiences raise their hands on it. So it allows her to defend the parts of the act that people like while not having to sit there and defend the act you know, uh, the parts that people don't. And so, you know, it's a good way for her to talk about the issue. Kurt, yeah. having been with the Holly campaign, how do you see them trying to navigate it? They, they just stay away from it. And they, other than saying we're going to get rid of Obamacare, which, which plays well in, in, you know, amongst Trump supporters, uh, but there's not a very, very much detail involved with that. And they, they just instead talk about immigration and Brett Kavanaugh and, uh, and kind of stick with those talking points. 
Thursday night at that rally, another observation I had, and it's gone along this way since 2016, and it's the strategy to, for the right, go further right. With what we're seeing with uh, former Vice President Joe Biden and the work that he did th last week, this week, with uh, Senator McCaskill, they're trying to find the center while the right is trying to find more right. And I'm not certain that those trying to find the center are going to benefit from trying to do so the way we are with the current political climate. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, it, it's apparent to me that the real battle in Missouri is being played out among those people who voted for Trump that um, McCaskill needs to get. McCaskill can't win if she doesn't convince some Trump voters to support her. She knows that. Hawley needs all the Trump supporters he can get. He knows that. So the battle is on this sort of narrow ground, particularly narrow for McCaskill, who is trying to make the argument that, you know, she doesn't support Trump, but she's not opposing him. That's a tough argument to make. It's a nuanced argument to make in a time of little nuance. Right. And I think, you know, in, in Senator McCaskill's uh, position, you know, she's, she's got to get union voters back that, um, you know, that, that Senator Trump won. And so I think that was part of the, what the rally was about the other night. Uh, in trying to get a lot of those union voters back that, that, that voted for the president in 2016. And then, there, you know, there's sort of another aspect of her going to the middle here, and that is she's able to try, or she's trying to separate herself from the quote-unquote crazy Democrats that showed up in the Kavanaugh hearings and that sort of thing. That She's trying to make this inherent argument that she's more reasonable than, the, than what people saw on TV. And I think it also tries to connect her back to kind of the traditional Democratic model of unions and, and that sort of thing, and, and away from what some people call the identity politics of the, of the Democrats of the last 20 years. Yeah. Is the fear that perhaps we've gone too far away from the way that it used to be and that you really just have to dig your heels into whatever side you're at for better or for worse? Kurt? A lot of the folks I talk to love what Trump has done. Uh, they, they really buy into it. They feel like they've gotten a voice, uh, that he's speaking for their frustrations. Uh, so what he's doing is not disappointing to a lot of uh, Trump supporters and Republicans. We're going to pause right there. Still to come here on Postscripts, the Missouri Senate has gotten most of our attention this morning, but there are a lot of other important races and measures on the ballot. We will break them all down when Postscripts returns. Welcome back to Postscripts. This is our everything but Missouri Senate race block. So we will start with the Missouri 2nd Congressional District. Kurt? Chuck, sorry. Chuck. Chuck. In, in, <laughs> interesting, interesting race. Um, uh, a barometer race, I think, to this degree, it's it's a true test of where suburban women are going to go in this election. And I think Ann Wagner, you know, is uh, is well known here. She's uh, you know she's well known in Washington. She's been in leadership in Washington. And then you've got this uh, new voice and this new uh, uh, face on the on the screen, uh, Court, Court Van Osteren, who I think has run a pretty good campaign. And so it could be an interesting race to watch on Tuesday. I think so. just a quick word about yeah. that one, uh, Mike. You watch this race. If Van Ostrin wins in the second, that means there will be a blue wave right. across the country, at least in terms of the House of Representatives right. and perhaps beyond that. Uh, if Wagner wins, that's a good sign for Republicans to kind of hold their ground. All right. Let's switch to the Missouri auditor race. Yeah. Uh, Democrat Nicole Galloway is the incumbent. She was appointed in 2015. She's the only, uh, only Democrat in the Capitol right now, uh, surrounded by a, a, red, a red army, basically. Her opponent is Sandra McDowell. Uh, she's a Jefferson City attorney, and she has had kind of a rough campaign. Uh, she won the primary, and, and then it, it came out that she had pretty significant financial problems. Uh, she has 
Uh, her husband was disbarred as an attorney. Uh, she uh, had residency issues. She's, you're supposed to live in uh, Missouri for 10 years to be an auditor, and she does, does not come close to that. So we'll see if, if voters have been listening to the reports. Let's head over to the state of Illinois. Chuck, tell us about the Illinois 12th. Uh, 12th and 13th are both interesting races to watch over there and the same thing that Krista was talking about as far as barometers. Um, two, uh, two good Democratic candidates running against uh, Rodney Davis and Mike Bost. Um, and uh, and if, if, if those go Republican, then I think the, you know, the, the blue wave is being held back. But if they're flipping to, to, to the Democrats on election night, you know, it could get pretty rough for Republicans. All right. Let's talk very briefly here about Illinois governor. You've got Bruce Rauner, the incumbent, and J.B. Pritzker. It's too bad none of those candidates have any money to spend. <laughs> yeah, because, right, right, you know, right, good right, grief. Exactly. How could they afford their campaign? So, a <laughs> lot of money spent, a lot of, lot, of, lot of commercials. I don't have to tell viewers that. Uh, and, it, you know, it looks like Pritzker has, uh, has, has run a good enough campaign, but we'll have to see, won't we? All right, let's switch back over to Missouri now. Several measures to talk about, three of which involve marijuana. Kurt? Yeah, there are, excuse me. <coughs> there are three. Uh, you haven't smoked anything. No. Of the three, Amendment 2 seems to be the one that's gathering the most support. It's a, a, a more of a mainstream, I guess, approach to the medical marijuana question. And then we have Prop D, the gas tax. Uh, all indications this thing will pass pretty easily. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, people are inclined to say no to, to tax increases. There has not been any opposition, organized opposition, um, and, and you've got Republicans and Democrats both supporting it, but it's still an uphill climb for people to say, I'm going to vote for a tax increase. All right. Very well done. We're going to stop there because we have a very special fourth segment to bring you. Instead of our usual trending topics, we're going to have an election version where these gentlemen will share their thoughts before Tuesday. We'll be right back. As you may have heard, a time or ten election day is Tuesday. We're going to take a look at trends to watch. Kurt, we'll begin with you. I'm going to be looking at Democratic turnout, which would signal to me some union turnout uh, after the August primary where uh, uh, the right to work anti-union bill was crushed with 63% uh, of the vote. I want to see if that, that trend continues or if Missouri goes back to the uh, solid red it was in the 2016 uh, presidential election. Suburban turnout, particularly in the, in the ring counties around uh, St. Louis, uh, not only a predictor of what's going to happen election night here, but I think what happens in 2020 when President Trump runs for re-election. Mm. I would say, just taking off what Chuck said, uh, back to the 2nd Congressional District, I think that uh, Ann Wagner is a well-funded, well-known veteran congresswoman, Republican. If she loses to an upstart, first-time, young Democratic candidate, gosh, that's going to say a lot about where we are as a country and, and as a region. Let's go one more round. If you had to pick a second trend to watch on Election Day, what would it be? I want to watch the auditor race because if it's close, that means people weren't paying attention to a lot of the reports about the Republican candidate. I want to watch how President Trump reacts if they lose the House. That's, cool. how I, that's what I want to watch for. So. And I'll go Republican turnout. I mean, has Trump and his agenda energized Republicans in Missouri? You really have to wonder what that's going to be like because if we had this conversation a couple months ago, there was such a much more wide gap between what was expected of Democrats at the polls and what was expected of Republicans. 
the Kavanaugh situation flipped that on its head, has really empowered Republicans from everything that we've heard. That's exactly right. And that yeah. will be a trend that I will be really interested That's to see. That's a very see, good point. How that mm -hmm. has taken its toll on these races across the country. All right, well, we thank you for joining us on this Saturday morning for Postscripts. Remember, to keep up to date throughout the week, check out stltoday.com. There is some tremendous election coverage there. All of the races in both Missouri and Illinois, they have an incredible voter's guide, so be sure to check that out before you head to the polls. And, of course, all of the coverage that we've done here on Fox 2, you can find that at fox2now.com, as well as our free Fox 2 app. Remember, we are in the same Saturday time slot for the next several weeks, so set your DVR if you can't join us live. And one more thing, go vote. We will see you next week right here on Postscripts.